You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and we are back for another episode. And wow, I feel like I am on my A game. You are getting two episodes in a row this month, which doesn't always happen here at Melanie Mitro LLC because life is busy. I am over here growing two businesses, supporting my my team in their direct sales business, and also simultaneously mentoring and supporting other people out there in the workforce, whether it is through the direct sales industry or small businesses or entrepreneurs. And I just love what I do. And I get a lot of questions about Melanie, like, when are you ever going to just kick back and enjoy the fruits of your labor? And I don't know yet, to be honest with you. I don't know that I've reached the point where I've kind of said like I'm done and I've I've reached my capacity. I still very much so enjoy what I do. And I, I do feel like there is a lot of work left to be done. So I am going to keep showing up and keep serving you. And if you are a business owner and you are looking for support, whether it is private coaching in the direct sales space or you want to work on your social media for your business, you can head on over to chicinfluencer.com, chicwaymedia.com. Come check us out. We've got some great services, some great ways I can support you or our team can support you as a business owner. But today, today we're going to talk a little bit about confidence. And I know that this is one area that It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many years of experience you have, how many jobs you've had, how many accolades, how many, just how many opportunities have come your way. I do really feel like confidence is something that we're always working on. And the reason is, is because, uh, and it's really true. New levels present new devils. And it's, it is, it's as you start surrounding yourself with a higher caliber of people, more successful people, you, you definitely are leveling up. And as your business expands and as you're leading more people, you are, you, you, it's sort of like you accomplish the basics and the foundation, whether that's, you know, inviting and prospecting and sales and, you know, getting your business up off the ground, but then you move into this leadership role and that's a new level, how to lead people, how to inspire vision, how to, you know, recruit a working team, how to inspire people to take action toward a shared common goal, mentoring people, walking through difficult seasons in the business. You know, I know for me, when I came into direct sales, everything was sort of this upward climb. There was no, you know, it was sort of a slow initial start to get things going. But then what happened was I just had this upward trajectory. And it wasn't until about five years into the business that I had my first sort of downward slope sort of things really get getting shaken up and it shook my confidence. And I'm going to tell you this story. So in 2017, that was sort of the year of the the peak and then the decline. And a couple of things were happening. Our team was the two-time 
top team in the company. We were rapidly growing. There was rapid growth in leaders. There were, I had people that were in the top 10. I had, you know, a lot of people that were elite, which is the top 0.01% of the company. I mean, we were just exploding massively. Our team was growing. And also simultaneously, the company was growing, but they also were coming to this, this point where we knew as an, a company, as an industry, that online fitness was starting to become more digitized. We were leaving the world of infomercial and DVD, right? And we were moving to streaming. And I commend Beachbody because they saw this, you know, they saw the trend, they knew it was coming and they got on board. But what happened was there were some unforeseen sort of challenges that we didn't anticipate would happen until we got into this transition from DVD to digital streaming. And it presented a lot of challenges when it came to compensation, when it came for income opportunities. And the company was doing their best to scramble to really make it work. But what was happening is it really wasn't working. And there were some other companies that saw this as a great opportunity to capitalize on the challenges that we were facing as a network. And so they came in and really started to recruit out some of our, our leadership, some of the people that maybe were at that point where they weren't making a ton of money, right? And this company and companies promised faster success, a different compensation plan, right? And so, and, you know, faster leadership growth. And so we did sort of have this, I always call it the mass exodus. We had people that were leaving. And, you know, at that time, I remember thinking, the world is coming to an end, right? What is going on? Everything is falling apart. And there was this peak, this moment, and it was right after a leadership retreat that I hosted. And this leadership retreat is where I went into that retreat mindset. And this, I want you to think about this. I went into the mindset of, I just need to get my leaders in a room together. And if I get us all together and we go to a retreat, I can save them. I can figure out what it is that they're challenged with and I can help them rehash it out, right? Really redefine what it is that they want. I can make them fall in love with the business again, right? That was what I went into it. Anybody could come. I sort of threw qualifications out the window where in the past you had to qualify to come to retreats. I definitely let some people slide, let people come in. Now, what happened during that retreat was number one, um, people and unbeknownst to me at that moment, I knew there was a little bit of sort of discomfort, discord there, right? I could tell, but I didn't know that right beneath me, my, a couple of individuals that were there in the room were actually really feeling people out. Are you happy? Do you, are you making enough money? Right. You know, are you thinking about leaving? What do you, what are you doing? And so they were like creating and planting these seeds of doubt inside of the other team members. And some people were vulnerable and fed right into it. And other people immediately put up their guard and said, whoa, this isn't right. Right. There were some people that just sort of watched it happen. And then after the retreat, it just exploded. It exploded. And one person just literally tried to shuffle everything up. And a few leaders actually did leave the organization because of that. And for me, I felt so betrayed. I felt so much like, look at 
what I have done, like I've, I've shown up for you. I've supported you. I've mentored you. I've guided you. How could you do this to me? You know, that utter betrayal, that, that trust factor that was there, that I took it as just a very personal attack on my character. And what happened from there is a long series of about six months where there was just this weeding process, right? And it wasn't just, oh, at this event, people left, but it was this person continued to work to recruit other people out of the network. And at the same time, the company was really working hard at, you know, getting themselves sort of back on track. And, you know, just a couple of months later, we launched another country and then we redefined the way that we launched products and we created income opportunities and the business took back off again. The business took back off again. And you know what? Looking back, I realized it was like a blip, right? But it was such a weeding process. It was a time where I and I looked at that and I was like, that hurt. I was very much so betrayed. I put up an instant guard, you know, in terms of recruitment. It had a longstanding emotional effect on me. But I can talk about that situation now and I can go, oh, I see why that happened, right? I can see that that actually was, it was, it was actually, I realized that some of my top producers were my most loyal people. I realized that some of the people that weren't standing on stage, right, and maybe were kind of quiet in my team were also the people that I could rely on, that I could count on. And I love that. That made me, and I also looked around and I knew who my people were, the people that were just very, they were just very committed to the mission. They loved what they did. They were not chasing the dollar, right? They understood that they had to work hard. You know, they loved the mission. And I realized that what I had left left were my tribe. I realized that the people that had left, they didn't have the same core values that I did, the same integrity, the same operating mindset, which was totally fine. And so now what happened to me in those months following that specific incident was I started to become very guarded and I started to focus on everybody's out to hurt me. And I started to focus on like, if I let people get close, they're just going to hurt me again. And I started to put this distance. I started to kind of get, I got skeptical. I was always reading into things. I was instantaneously putting up just walls. And that was actually hurting my ability to grow a really strong team. And so I had to rebuild that confidence muscle to onboard people, to let people in, to let them be close to me. But I did it in a different way. And so maybe as I'm talking, and let me, let me get, let me just finish this. I have a very strong team. I have a strong team of leaders. We recovered from that. Uh, we, we went on to be the top team in the company two more years in a row, to be in the top 10 for eight years. And we have just an incredible leadership team. We don't have drama on the team. We have a great culture. We just have a great mindset. It's We're very solution-oriented. We know that life, it's going to be hard work. We know nothing is ever handed to us. Like That's just who we are. And anybody that has that sort of I um, entitlement mindset, they don't stick around very long because we just don't stand for that. That isn't who we are as people, right? So anyways, let's talk about what you can do. If you've been through a situation where 
You've had customers that have come in and come out and have left. You've had team members that have that have worked with you and then they went on to do a different business. Or you had an employee that was that worked for you for a period of time and then and then they went to work for the competition. How do you how do you focus on the right things? How do you not let those situations dictate your future success? And so I'm going to share with you my strategies for how we actually do that. So Life is kind of like driving a race car and Tony Robbins used this example and I'm going to, I'm going to share it with you guys, right? Life is like driving a race car. If you lose control of your race car, don't ever look at the wall because if you look at the wall, what's going to end up happening is you're going to crash into the wall. And so we need to use all of our time and our energy focusing on where we want to go versus where we don't want to go. Because ultimately, what you focus on expands. And if you think about that, that is so true. If I, and I say this to the, to my kids, when I was learning how to ski and I was in Utah, the ski instructor said, Melanie, do not look at the cliff. Look at the, look at the mountain, right? Look at the, look at the mountain towards the inward. You're always going in. And I would just focus going in, going in. And I would always move towards the end. If you focus on the cliff, on the cliff, on the cliff, you're going to start going towards the cliff and off you're going to go. So in business, if we have had a bad experience, maybe we've said to ourselves, oh my gosh, like, you know, in I, when I recruit people, they always quit. Um, they ghost me. They let me down. Nobody ever matches my effort and intensity. Right. And so if you are that kind of person that's focusing on, I can't build a team. I can't build a team. Nobody ever lasts. I can't build a leader. I can't build a leader. Why does everybody keep quitting? Right. I, everybody I invite ghosts me every time I post, like I don't get any interaction. If that is what you're focusing on, we're focusing on what we don't want. And what are we getting? We're actually getting more of the things that we don't want. So, and when we get scared, we really focus on the fear and then your thoughts become your perception because your mind doesn't know what's true. And what's false? It's it's what you tell it. So your thoughts are your fears and your fears are your perceptions and your perceptions become your reality. And so what are you doing? You are actually manifesting by thinking about the things you don't want so much that they actually become your reality. So what do we need to do? Well, first of all, we need to recognize it. That's really step number one. So if you're the kind of person that says, I've had a bad experience with building a team, everybody I recruit quits. I can't produce leaders. I get somebody started and then they ghost me. People always let me down. So then you say, but I'm going to recruit because I know that's what I need to do. That's the only way I'm going to build a team because that's what your upline tells you to do or I'm telling you to do. So you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to recruit. But in the back of your mind, you have that narrative playing. You sit down, you go to send the invites, and then you think about, the people that have let you down. And then you think about the laundry that needs to be folded and you get up and you just go fold the laundry. You actually avoid doing the task and you turn around and say, see, recruiting doesn't work for me, right? Another scenario is the person who sits down to send the invites and does the actual post and they kind of implement, they say, I know I need to recruit. I know I need to invite. So they kind of sort of do it, right? They kind of sort of invite They maybe send one or two invites. They put up a post about their business. They host a sneak peek, but they don't really do it full out. They don't play 100% because what are they doing? They're still focusing on the wall, like the race car analogy. They're focusing on the wall that they don't, that they're trying not to crash into. But so they, they 
put up a post. I'm doing a sneak peek this week. Anybody want to join? They drop their link. They send out one invite. They, you know, post in their challenge group or, you know, inside of their customer group about, you know, the recruitment, but then they stop. They do 50% of the strategy. They don't go back through their stories to see who's interacted and engaged to personally invite them. They don't go back into the, you know, customer support group and see who was interested. They don't send additional invites. They don't post every day or send emails or really talk about the business blessings and, and why, you know, the business opportunity is the best thing since sliced bread and why you should, you know, why you should join my team, right? They just sort of dip their toe in the recruitment sort of game plan. And then they turn around and it doesn't work. And so what happens is they go, see, see, I told you recruitment doesn't work. Your strategy doesn't work. Every time I post about the business, I don't get anybody that fills out my application. I don't get anybody that I don't, it doesn't work for me. Well, of course it doesn't work for you because all you're thinking about is how it doesn't work. All you're thinking about is that it's going to fail. So if that is the narrative inside your head on a daily basis is it's not going to work or I can't do this or this is hard, then you might as well just let it be that way. So what we need to do is we first need to change our thoughts. We need to change our thoughts. We cannot willpower ourselves through this situation. We cannot sign up for more trainings, more mentorships. We cannot just focus on, you know, do, do, do. I'm just going to do things. I'm just going to make myself busy because I don't want to focus on it. We need to stop and we need to get ourselves organized. So what's the first thing we need to do? Number one, we need to think about where we want to go. We need to think about it. I want you to think about once you don't. And if you start to say, but if you start to say, but everybody in the past has quit, but they're just going to, nope, we're going to delete that thought. We're going to use a technique. It's called delete, delete. And one of my, my therapists that I worked with in the past, her name is Monique DiMonico and she is amazing. She does virtual coaching. She is a business, business mindset coach. She is awesome. If you need somebody because you are just struggling with triggers, with stress, fear, anxiety, she is incredible. She talks about the delete, delete technique. The delete, delete technique is when a thought comes into your mind and we need to interrupt the pattern. So no longer are we going to let that loop play because once we start to say everybody lets me down, everybody quits, we do, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. We need to interrupt it. We need to stop the thought. So we're like, delete, delete, delete it. And then we're going to focus on what we want. We're going to repeat that, right? And so if it is, I want to recruit rock stars to my team, I'm going to visualize what my ideal team would look like. So I'm going to say, all right, you know, I'm going to say, no, I am recruiting rock stars. I am recruiting people that are excited to collaborate, that are excited to get in there and get gritty with it and that want to do the work. You know, I am excited to host a retreat 12 months from now and surrounding me are five amazing women that are go-getters, that level up, that are positive, that are solution-oriented, that are CEO mindset, right? I am so excited to, you know, get on team calls and support these people that are hungry to learn more. Right. And so you start to create this vision. I am recruiting rock stars and these are my people, right? They are people that love their family. They are people that simultaneously love their business. They don't make excuses. They're willing to make sacrifices, but they also set healthy boundaries. And so now what you're going to, that gets me excited to talk about that, but you're going to, you're going to divert, but that hasn't worked for me in the past, Melanie, delete it. 
delete it. I'm focusing on recruiting rock stars. I'm focusing on recruiting rock stars. I am visualizing the team that I want over and over and over again, because we need to tell our brain what our new truth is. And our new truth is that that's our truth. We're focusing on what we want more of. So every time I sit down to do recruitment, I am thinking about the team I want, the kinds of people, what kind of event I'm going to host next year, who's going to be in the room, right? What our core values are, because that also spurs my, my energy for the content that I'm going to create. So we're going to delete it and we're going to replace our thoughts with the positive ones. We're going to manifest. We're going to think about where we want to go. What is the team that we want to have? You can do this with social media content. You can do this with followers. You can do this with customers. You can do this with members of your team in terms of I own a company and I have employees. All right. Now we're going to become clear on the direction. What do I need to do? Right. I understand that you have gone through some maybe emotional trauma or you've had some really difficult situations that have come up in your business. But we need to say, listen, the definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So we can continue to think the way we are, but that's only going to get us more of the things we don't want the team that isn't working, the lack of customers, the lack of following, all of that right? So we know the direction. We know the direction. We're deleting the old thoughts. We're replacing them with the new ones. We know that we need to make a change. It's uncomfortable. You know, sometimes it's like starting over again and that's okay because I, every time a negative thought comes in your mind, delete it. Uh, you know what? It's okay that I'm starting over. I actually get to start over, but I have 10 years of experience, 10 years of experience of what I want, what I don't want. I can, I'm more wiser. I'm smarter. I can recruit differently. I know the wording. I know how to post social content. Like this is good. I have an advantage. I have an advantage. Now I'm thinking about what the first steps are. If I want to be a confident recruiter somebody that's recruiting rock stars, now I'm going to think about what's the first step, because this is where we again get stuck is we start to look at the big steps. We start to look at the big picture and we begin to say, oh my gosh, it's how am I ever going to rebuild this team? I had so many leaders and it's taken you 10 years to build a team. And here you are starting back over. But let's not look at the big picture because that paralyzes us. So we can delete that thought, delete, delete. I'm not thinking about the fact that I have to rebuild this team and thinking about the first step. The first step is saying I'm staying in phase one. Staying in phase one, I'm going to go, all right, my steps are I need to implement my recruitment plan. I will recruit two new members to my team this month. I can do that. That might not be 10 like I was in the past, but two, two is a start. And I know that I will build on that. I will confidently recruit two. And then when I recruit them, I will actually, when I recruit them, I will say, oh my gosh, this person has the potential to be an amazing rock star, but here's what I do. All right. So once I set that short-term goal for myself, I'm going to recruit two. I'm going to implement the recruitment strategy hundred percent. I'm going to play full out. I also will say to myself, okay, but Melanie, you still have that in the loop in the back of your mind of people are going to let you down. People are going to quit. So what are some of the strategies that I use to really safeguard some of that? Number one, I go, well, I'm going to start having this mindset of you're going to have to show me 
So when somebody tells me their goals, when somebody tells me their why, whether you come in as a customer or a member of my team, I'm going to listen. I'm going to tell you it's possible because I believe it is because I'm living proof that it is. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, now I want you to prove to me that you really are serious about achieving your goals. So what's the first step that you're going to do? And I'm going to put the ball back on them. I'm not going to own their why. I'm not going to own their goals as my own. I am going to really look for action. I am not going to drag people along. I am not going to be more invested in their goals than they are. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look for signs that people are actually showing me by taking action towards their goals. And as people take action, it puts the little marble in that trust jar. And so I see them taking actions and I am going to commend them. I'm going to recognize them for it. I'm going to say, want to get on a call Let you want to chat, right? So I'm going to start to match their effort. And when somebody starts to pull back, I simultaneously am going to pull back my support as well. And I'm going to disconnect myself from the outcome because their business is not a reflection of me as a human being. All right. I am always going to try to improve the way that I mentor, the way that I guide people, but I'm not going to take ownership because at the end of the day, it's up to the individual to seek success. I can create different touch points along the way, but it's ultimately that person's goal. All right. So that's going to be the safeguard. I'm going to disconnect emotionally from their goals. I'm going to really focus on, are they taking action as they take action? I invest a little more time, not necessarily emotionally, but it's a business relationship. So I'm investing business wise. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is I am going to actually sit down every morning because if if recruitment or whatever negativity that you have going on, if that is the one thing that's holding you back from really moving forward in your business, I need to journal, journal that out on a daily basis. So I'm actually going to journal out how I'm going to handle those new people coming in. They're going to, I'm going to matter of fact, send an email. I'm going to matter of a fact, get their goals. If they don't respond, I won't, I won't react. If they don't respond, I will recruit another person, right? If they don't, I'm not going to go to, oh, see there, it happened again. They didn't respond to my welcome email. They must not be serious about the business. See, I can't do it. Nope. Delete, delete. Let's go invite somebody new. Let's go sign somebody else up. Let's just support that person as a customer until they're ready to actually pursue the business. Done. Done. We're just not going to entertain that emotional side because we're going to stay in phase one. We're going to continue to bring people in. Guys, By you taking these actions, your direction, your focus on what you want, sitting down every morning and journaling out, this is the team that I want, or these are the customers I want, or this is the business I want to have, and this is what it's going to look like, and this is what freedom's going to feel like, and this is how I'm going to spend my days and my time, right? By you doing that, you're telling yourself what you want, and that becomes your reality. Your direction inspires confidence. And remember that the more you take these small actions, you do the invites, you do the follow-ups, you do the posts on social media, you reach out and connect with people, building those relationships, that confidence is beginning to build and you're starting to move away from the things that you don't want and your focus becomes on what you do want. The more action we take, the more we realize I didn't die, right? You kind of build your confidence along the way. And we start to get what we want. And a year from now, you are going to look back and you are going to be able to say, wow, wow, I already have the team that I want. How cool is that?
So that's what I want you guys to focus on. I want you to focus on what you want more of. This is the race car of our life, and we are not running it into the wall, my friends. We are running it down the track towards the finish line, towards our goals, and where we want to go. But guess what? It takes a lot of brain power. We got to really work hard at changing that narrative so that we are focused on the direction we want and the things that we want more of in our lives. You guys, I, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this gave you just great guidance, great, great inspiration, great teaching that you can immediately implement into your business. I would love to, I would love to connect on, on Instagram, tag me, screenshot this in this episode of the podcast, and let me know what really resonated with you today. What are you going to be focusing on? How are you going to change your business and your thoughts because of today's episode? I'll also drop into the show notes, a podcast episode that we did with Monique and it's on the delete, delete technique. She really wants walks you through it. We ask some great questions. So I will share that with you as well. You guys, as always, I love hanging out with you. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you back here for the next episode of the Women Inspiring Women podcast.